All right, gang, we're going to be doing two things this morning. Uh, actually, three things. First, I'm going to pray. Uh, second, Steph is going to come up here, and as you can see on our slide, is going to give a missions update. And then I'm going to uh, talk about our annual goals, reviewing this past year and uh, kind of unveiling our 2019 goals. So let me start by praying for us this morning. God, we thank you for this church. We thank you for all the people that you have brought to be part of this church family. We thank you as well for the visitors who are here checking us out. God, this uh, is an exciting time to be a Christian. You are doing incredible things right now, just as you were doing back in the Garden of Eden, as you were doing during the time of Isaiah, during uh, the time that Jesus walked the earth, in the beginning of the early church, and throughout the past 2,000 years. You are an unchanging God. And yet you were constantly doing exciting things. You were doing things that glorify your name. You will not share your glory with anyone. And so you do things that uh, are so incredible that we would not believe it even if told. And yet, God, it's easy for us to not be aware of these things, to overlook these things, uh, to think that uh, all things are exactly the same as they were the day before. But we know that's not true, God. You are uh, accomplishing your purposes from since the beginning of time to this day. And you are using Grace Fellowship Church as part of that. Uh, What a joy it is, Father, to be part of what you're doing here. We pray now as we uh, listen about uh, the things that that have happened in the past year or going to be happening in the next year as we hear about what you are doing, not just here at our church, but around the world through this missions update. Uh, God, that covers a lot of time and a lot of space. And we know that we're only going to scratch the surface of what you're doing. But God, we pray that we would glorify your name even through this uh, next 20 or 30 minutes here together. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on up, Steph. Well, hello again. This is just a quick update. So I wanted to focus on just two things. But before that, I wanted to remind you of the six ways to reach God's world, which were from the video series that we watched back in the fall. If you weren't here to see those, or if you only remember three or four ways, here's a recap of different roles that every one of us can play in missions. You can go, you can learn, you can mobilize, pray, send, and you can welcome. These six ways encapsulate what the missions team would love to see everyone at GFC equipped to do, especially as we all look forward to the year ahead. Specifically, I would like to look at two items that provide opportunities for all of us to get involved. The first item that I wanted to mention is that we are in the process of forming an advocate team, or A-team for short, for Eric and Lauren Rank, our missionaries in Uganda, who went out from our very own congregation. You may remember that Eric and Lauren have asked us to be one of their sending churches while they are on the missions field, and they specifically asked us for relational and emotional support and to stay connected as friends. I would like you to take a minute to consider if you fit any of the following descriptions. Do you want others to know the good news of Jesus? Can you pray for missionaries? 
Do you appreciate the ranks and want to get to know them better? Can you perhaps not picture yourself ever visiting Uganda, but you still want to be involved somehow? Or maybe you would love to fly to Uganda someday, but can't do it quite yet? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you can serve on the A-team. This A-team will be a group of people who come together with a desire to care for, serve, encourage, and bless the ranks. They will pray for them, get to know them deeply, and be known better by them as well. This A-team will be the rank's best cheerleaders and champion them with the congregation also so that we can all be praying and learning together. So if you think that you may want to join the A-team or if you want more information, please talk with Marguerite Chokas, right there, or Nina Camelloni, right there, who will be co-leading that team. And the second item that I wanted to update you on is the upcoming GFC Japan Perspective Trip. This is our very first international trip, and it's happening June of this year. That's only four months away. Now, notice that I said this is our very first international trip. In the English language, the word our can be exclusive, meaning just some of us, not all of us. Or the word our can be inclusive, meaning belonging to all of us. So friends, when I refer to this Japan trip, I want you to hear the word our as inclusive. This trip is one that involves all of us at GFC. So I want to challenge you to get involved. I would love for each GFC member to pick at least two of the six ways that I mentioned earlier and give of yourself in that way. For example, you can pray and send. That praying could be something you do on your own or with a group or maybe for every day that we're in Japan. That sending can look like giving financially toward the trip costs. For more information about how to do that, look for our fundraising letter soon. Or that sending could look like giving of your skills to help us in the next few months. We were already blessed by Dan Miller and John Walker contributing their graphic design talents. Or as a different example, you could mobilize and learn. That mobilizing could look like connecting us with good resources. And that learning could involve coming out to some Japanese cultural nights and events that we plan to have. Or even just reading the Japan fact every week in your bulletin. There are so many ways to get involved, and you can think of more ways than I can by myself. As the body of Christ, we need each other. God made us to work together to spread his love to every nation. Caitlin, Ryan, and I may be the ones getting on the airplane, but we are going out as representatives of the body of Christ at Grace Fellowship Church. This is our trip, and I welcome you all to get involved. And if you have more questions... Feel free to ask me. Thank you. I just want to uh, slightly add to what Steph said there in that uh, uh, this is not something that I want to view as just the missions team. Uh, this, is not, uh, this is not an ec exclusive hour. This really is an inclusive hour. And 
uh, if this church is going to send three people to Japan to learn and then come back and share, we really do need to see this as our thing. And uh, I, I want to share personally that as I considered that, I, I thought, wow, you know, I'm already doing so many things in the church. Should I, like, what, what part can I play? I feel so busy. I could give some finances, but how else could I help? And I realized, well, I already have four loud, active little boys running around the house all the time. So one thing that uh, Allie and I decided we were going to do is that uh, on average, once a week, we are going to be watching the Schreckengast kids so that they can do prep work for this uh, event. And my guess is that if any of you also wanted to occasionally watch their kids uh, so that they could do some of that work, they would probably not turn you down. So that's just one creative example, uh, I hope, that I thought of and that has been working really well. Uh, our, our kids and their kids are both enjoying that time, and Steph is getting all kinds of important stuff done in the meantime, while at the same time, Ryan is taking the perspectives class, which is also readying him. So a small sacrifice of just a couple hours a week uh, and it's barely a sacrifice because all the kids have fun together and we are helping with world missions in that way. So I want to really echo what Steph said and encourage all of you to think, what can we do? What can I do to help in that missions uh, effort? So just wanted to add that. That one's for free. Next up, <clears throat> we have our annual goal update. We're going to review uh, two things. Uh, review one thing, share a new thing. Assess how we did and our 2018 annual goal, which, by the way, was the first time we've ever done uh, a formal annual goal as a church. And then I want to share with you our second ever annual goal as a church that the elders have just put together. So I am excited to share this with you. <clears throat> so first up, our 2018 goal was to align our pastoral care for the members of the church. And we set this goal because as a body uh, at Grace Fellowship Church, uh, in order to function most effectively, we realize that each member in every ministry team must have an accurate understanding of their role, as well as the roles of the other members and ministry teams in the church that intersect with them. And so that had to begin with coordination among leadership, which would result in increased alignment and care for every member and every team and every visitor. Now, that's all very abstract, and so we tried to break it down a bit more into what we called five key methods, five things that we could accomplish last year that we thought would help us know if we reached this goal. And so here they are. We chose, number one, develop an executive pastor. Number two, establish the office of deacon. Better late than never. Number three, improve coordination and quality of Sunday services. Number four, enculturate neighboring. And number five was to improve church communications. So how did we do? Okay, first up is we needed to develop an executive pastor. And we said that our finish line for this method, how we know when we had arrived, is that the role of, whoops, I'm sorry, the role of an executive pastor is defined and filled. And so, did we accomplish this one? The answer is yes. <laughs> That's why I'm the one leading this meeting this morning. Uh, and uh, thank you, Peter and others. And I wanted to remind you guys that, that the, uh, there is a job description with this. This isn't just like an honorary title or I'm just going to give up my best effort. There, there actually is a job description for the role of executive pastor because I will not always be Grace Fellowship's executive pastor. 
I mean, probably not. But uh, so, so when, when God does raise up someone else, we're going to look at that job description and we're going to say, do they fit the bill? And when that happens, I will joyfully step back. And so if you ever want to evaluate how the executive pastor, and at this point, that's me, is doing my job, that role is defined on our members' website. And I always invite your feedback to, and go look at that and tell me, where can I do better? Because the reason, remember, that we set this goal was so that we can align our pastoral care for you. And so I can care for you better, and I really want to hear your feedback. So that's the first key method. The second key method was to establish the office of deacon. And we said that our finish line for this method would be that the office of deacon is defined and that initial members are selected. So how'd we do? Well, we did it. We crossed this finish line and the deacons are now Aaron Kroll, Ryan Schreckengast, Vadim Asayev, and Bonnie Drips with me leading the team, at least for the moment. Now, unfortunately, I didn't think ahead to get a group photo beforehand, so we'll go with this one. And I'll leave it to you to decide who's who. Our third key method was to improve coordination and quality of Sunday services. And we actually had two finish lines for this one. The first is that worship services improve at offering undistracted focus on Christ And the second is that members are excited to invite others and visitors feel welcome. So how do we do? Well, this one we realized is actually not as straightforward as the first two. See, as you know, we conducted two surveys this past year to assess the quality of our Sunday services. Everything from whether we offer a great first impression to how well the instruments are played, to how clear the gospel is in the sermons, to how our Sunday school teachers are doing, and much more. There were many helpful questions in there that you guys evaluated. And last April, across all categories, when we scored uh, one to five in everything, the overall score that we received for our Sunday services was 4.2 out of five. And we were pretty happy about that. That means... I think we can interpret that as you guys love Grace Fellowship, but there's still room to grow. And that wasn't particularly surprising. So we took your suggestions that you offered, because there were lots of free-form areas in that survey, and you told us these are the things we'd love to see improved. And so we took that feedback, we passed it along to the various leaders and ministry teams that were responsible for those areas, and uh, each ministry team was asked to make some goals and follow up and try to make those improvements. And then in December, we surveyed you all again, and you scored the overall quality of our Sunday services at that time as 4.3. Our conclusion is that we improved. Kinda. (laughs) Now, I'll be honest. That was humbling to read. And I thought, surely I'm miscalculating. But no, um, I just expected a bigger change. But though the numeric improvement overall was perhaps a little underwhelming, there are a number of things that the elders, as we talked about this, were really pleased to report as a result. And the first is though, even though that number didn't jump up a lot, is really worth highlighting that 4.3 is actually a good score. Uh, I, it was initially tempting for me to feel like, ah, we failed. We didn't like jump up to like 
5.2, you know, like people would be like, I need a better scoring system because I love this church so much. It's just in my head. Uh, and, and, and so it was helpful to realize, you know, that's actually a really good score. That's like getting an, an 86% on an exam, which I think most of us would say, hey, that's not bad. And the fact is, though, that we want to keep working on that remaining 14% on that exam. We want this church to, to, to uh, be worthy to the best of our ability by God's grace to be worthy of the glory that we talked about this morning during the sermon. That, that God is very much concerned with his name and his fame and his honor, and we want to make this church representative of that as best as we humanly can. So we're excited to keep pushing. Another thing worth highlighting is that the number one improvement moving up a full half point is in regard to whether uh, we make a great first impression, and we moved, and, and that's a really big jump. That's like a 10% jump on an exam. And we believe that that has almost everything to do with our greeter team. In the essay responses, the overwhelming majority of you commented on the greeter team and how well they're doing. It's resulted in members being excited to invite others, and our visitors are feeling welcome. That's right there in our finish line. That's what we're aiming for. And the evidence is all around us on Sunday mornings. Uh, There has been a noteworthy increase in visitors in 2018, and I don't entirely know what God is doing there, but it is clear that our greeters have made a difference in helping our first-time visitors to become second-time visitors and third-time visitors and eventually members of our church. And so I want to personally and publicly recognize the man who has spearheaded our greeter team, which is Dan Faella. Now, Dan's not here this morning because he's actually on a trip, but can we give him a round of applause because he might listen to this later. Thank you, Dan. Last year, Dan asked me, uh, early on in the year, he said, Tom, what can I do to help Grace Fellowship? I love this church. I want to do more. What can I do? And I said, well, you could, you could help lead this greeter team. And Dan ran with it, and he did a great job making it happen. And so uh, it's made a huge difference. Number one improvement uh, that you guys listed. Third thing worth highlighting is that our children's Sunday school program, which is Already our highest scoring area, ranked 4.5 out of 5, a 90% in April, jumped up even further. It is now 4.7 out of 5. There's really not much more room to grow there. And let me say this as plainly as I can. I think this is the right way to interpret this. If any of you are wondering, how can I make the biggest impact At Grace Fellowship Church, the answer is absolutely clear. Serve as a Sunday school teacher or helper. That is the most impactful ministry opportunity without question based on what you yourselves answered in that survey. So, our conclusion from all of this is we accomplished this key method, but more work needs to be done. Our fourth key method was to enculturate neighboring. And we said that our finish line for this method would be that members are increasingly initiating with neighbors. So how do we do? Well, the first thing that is noteworthy about uh, this particular key method is that we didn't end up doing nearly as much as we had originally planned to. A number of priorities ended up crowding this one out this past year. and, uh, And so we didn't have as much time to promote neighboring 
from up front, from the elders, as a, as, a, as a church body. But the really remarkable thing is that we have heard so many stories of you, our church members, engaging with neighbors in an in increased amount than I think I've ever heard before at Grace Fellowship. And the number of people that are visiting with us on Sunday mornings, I think, is a testimony to that. And while there is certainly more we can do here, it does seem like, despite our inability to do all we wanted, that God has actually answered our prayers and that this method uh, is true, that our members are increasingly initiating with their neighbors. And so this is a humbling reminder to all of us that we may plant and water. And sometimes, because of other priorities and other things going on in our lives, we can't even plant and water, and yet God gives the growth. Our fifth and final key method was to improve church communications. And we said that our finish line for this method would be that the members and public websites, along with our email and social media communications, accurately reflect our church's culture and pastoral care. So how do we do? Well, our members and public websites were completely overhauled this past summer, which included a bunch of updates to better reflect our church's culture and care. Uh, regarding email, uh, it was probably the area that I felt like needed uh, probably the least amount of work. It was already doing pretty well at that. And we, didn't, uh, we came up with a bunch of ideas, didn't get to implement all of them. But we also do now have a social media team led by Amber Scott, which has done a great deal to bring our Facebook and Instagram pages alive. And they've even gotten more in the works right now. And so thank you to uh, Amber and Jenny and, and Sarah for their work on that. And so our conclusion here is that uh, there is certainly more that we want to do and can do in, in, along the lines of this communication goal, but overall, I think God really answered our prayers and a lot was done. So overall, our 2018 goal, I think, was accomplished by God's grace. God gave the growth, and our church has made some really important steps forward. And so here's the big question. What is the most important thing for Grace Fellowship Church to do in 2019. The elders have spent a lot of time thinking and praying about this for some time, and, and, a, and a couple weeks ago, we had an all-day meeting in which we asked ourselves this question. And I'm now delighted to share our 2019 goal with you. And here it is. Refresh our church vision and culture of care. And the reason we chose this is because over the past several years, God has seen fit to grow Grace Fellowship Church in size, in diversity of giftings and needs, and frankly, even in our own understanding of who we are. Thus, this year, it is critical for us to re-examine and reaffirm both the foundations and the infrastructures that we build on top of that foundation. Our aim is that every member is better cared for as we serve Christ together as a unified body. Now, what will be the things we do to accomplish that goal? We came up with four key methods for this year. First up is to revitalize our small group ministry. And our finish line for this method is that uh, each Sunday small group has a consistent identity, direction, and leadership. Small groups have been a, uh, a staple of Grace Fellowship Church since its earliest days, since before I was coming to Grace Fellowship. They have always taken place at the end of the Sunday service and have involved an in-depth discussion of the sermon. 
The goal has always been to reinforce the biblical foundations of our members that they might grow in their love and knowledge of Jesus Christ even as they reach out to others with the gospel message. However, for a number of reasons, our small group ministry has not gotten the attention it needs and our survey results reflect that many of you still love the idea of small groups but feel that more direction and leadership is needed. And we have a bunch of ideas of how to do that this year, ranging from uh, what I would consider relatively small changes that could make a big difference to pretty large, uh, thinking outside the box kind of changes. And so I'm personally taking point on this key method to see that this is done. And so if you have thoughts on the topic, uh, whether they're very practical or very subjective, doesn't matter. I'd love to hear them. So feel free to reach out and share them with me as we uh, plan to make some changes and revitalize our small group ministry. Our second method is to equip, energize, and appreciate our volunteers. And our finish line for this method is an uncomplicated one. Our volunteers report an increase in feeling equipped, energized, and appreciated. And this method is so important to us because you are so important to us, our volunteers. If you're new to Grace Fellowship Church, you may not even realize that Grace Fellowship has no paid staff. The people who plan the retreats, print the bulletins, lead the worship, teach our kids, and preach our sermons are all 100% volunteer. Those are our volunteers right there. And I believe that every one of those people, you people, who serve most Sundays, do that because you believe in our church's vision and you feel cared for by the people around you. But as our church continues to grow, it is all too easy to take volunteers for granted. This key method is here because we are absolutely committed to not letting that happen. To the point that we want to take the care we already offer as a church and increase it all the more. We want all of our volunteers to feel more equipped, more energized, and more appreciated. And Reese John and Dan Miller are going to be taking point on that goal, so look for more information from them soon. I bet it's going to involve a survey. Our third key method is to clarify the office of elder and shepherding roles. And we have two finish lines that I'll explain in turn. The first is that we have a written philosophy of eldership comparable to the 2018 Deacon write-up. As we already reviewed, we created our first deacon team last year. And, but before we could select those deacons, we needed to define what is it that we believe that deacons should be and do. Now, we've had elders since the beginning of Grace Fellowship Church, and we've taken a stab or two over the years at defining what, what that means. But this year, during a time of refreshing our church vision, it seems especially appropriate that we would review and update our role of elder, just as we did for deacons. Not only will this help clear up possible areas of confusion, of, of overlap, and uh, what to be expected from the elders, but it will enable all of you to more easily hold us accountable, which is something that the elders need and desire from you. So that's the first part. The second part, which gets at the clarifying shepherding roles part of this method, is this. We have clearly established shepherding relationships between the individual leaders and the members of the church. Again, this one is here because the church is growing. It used to be that each of the elders 
could at least be generally aware of how each of our members was doing. But we simply can't do that anymore. It is increasingly the case that one of us, one of us elders will say, did you hear what God is doing in so-and-so's life? And another elder will reply, I don't know who so-and-so is. And that's not bad eldership. At At least I don't think so. I think it's simply a reality of what God is doing in growing our church. Even still, we want to make sure that every one of our members experiences our culture of care. So we're going to work to clarify the shepherding relationships between each leader and each member. And while we haven't yet nailed down the details, I'm going to give you one example of what that could look like, the type of thing that we're thinking about. And it could be like this. Upon someone becoming a member at Grace Fellowship Church, you would be assigned one elder and one deacon who would be specifically assigned to you. You would certainly receive care from and have access to all of the elders and all of the deacons. But you can know for sure there is at least one of each that will be checking in with you and seeking to care for you personally throughout the year. Now, don't quote me on that specific implementation. But I hope that that gives you a a sense of the type of thing we're aiming for with this method. Peter Kroll is going to take point on this one. So please encourage him along as he works on this really important method this year. And our final key method is to review and update our church principles and policies. And the finish line is that the elders have approved revised principles and policies. Pretty straightforward finish line for us there. And I know that this key method doesn't sound especially exciting. But honestly, this is the one that I am personally most excited about. Uh, it, it is, uh, and that's what I'm going to be taking point on it. It, it. I've been part of Grace Fellowship Church for 15 years now. And this is not the same church I joined 15 years ago. In fact, uh, as, as case in point, here was our logo uh, back in the day. For those who are newer, we used to have this hanging outside. And it's not that our core beliefs have changed. I, it's, it's that I think as a church, we have matured a lot and we've figured ourselves out a bit. And so it's time for some updates, some clarifications, some humble self-assessment and subsequent discovery of who God has made us and not made us to be, and how we can best accomplish his purposes in and through us as a church body. Now, don't worry. As I said, we're not trying to change who we are. Rather, we are simply bringing our written principles and policies in line with who we are already. So if you love this church right now, you're not going to be shocked by what we come up with. We're just going to try to define it better, have it actually encapsulate who we are. And we'll certainly be sharing these things with you before you start seeing them on the church website. So here's our 2019 goal. Our members' website will soon reflect this, and you can expect to hear more about each of these things over the coming months. I also invite each of our leaders and teams to consider what part they might be able to play in reaching our goal. Our elders are taking point on each of these methods, but we're going to need a lot of help, your help, to accomplish it. And as always, the elders and now our deacons are eager for your feedback, so please share it. So thank you, all of you, for your attention, your support, and your commitment to serving the Lord Jesus with us. Let me pray to close our time. 
God, I'm excited. I'm excited that you did so much last year, even despite the times when, that, that we did not have to put in, uh, that we hoped we had. You, uh, you grew this church when we strove really hard to grow this church uh, in depth, in, in welcoming people, in, in organization. And you worked even when we couldn't do those things, even when we didn't think to do those things. You did more than all we asked or imagined. And so, God, we look forward to 2019. We look forward to the remaining months that you've given us in this year to see even more of that happen. You are an active God. You are a personally involved God, intimate God who knows the hairs on our head. And even though the elders have realized that we don't know every person here on Sunday mornings, you do. You're the one who brings them here. You're the one who ministers to them. And we pray, God, that you would use this church and our leaders and our ministry teams to uh, minister effectively in your name that you would get the glory. God, we don't, uh, we don't claim to be anything great. We claim to be your people who are dependent on your grace and who want to see your name magnified. Would you do this, God? Would you accomplish it in our midst? And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Uh, the kiddos will be ready to be picked up in just a few minutes. If you have any feedback, any questions, Bill and Peter and I are here and would love to answer what we can for you. And we will see you next week.